Legal or not legal? That was the question on Philadelphia's beverage tax, and now the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has said it's good to go. Let's get the inside story. Good morning and welcome to Inside Story. I'm Monica Melpass. Let's meet our insiders this week and they are Jim Eisenhower, attorney. Welcome to you, Jim. Good morning, Good to Monica. see you as always. Dom Giordano, radio talk show host. Great Hi, to Monica. have you. Nia Meeks, communications executive. Good morning. Good morning to you, Nia. And Christine Flowers, attorney and journalist. Always nice to see you as well, Chris. Well, it was a long and very expensive legal battle that's now over. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court last week ruled that Philadelphia's beverage tax is legal. It is not redundant. That is a win for the mayor and for city council and many people would say for pre and for repairing rec centers around the city because that's where much of the money has been going. Opponents would say, wait a minute, not so fast. In California, they don't see it quite that way, where their governor has said, wait 12 years and we'll talk about it again. Uh, opponents, I guess, obviously the beverage industry had been very vocal and had put a lot of money into the battle against. Where do you guys come down on this? Is it good or bad? Nia? Well, you know, one of the things you really want to focus on is whether the city is actually going to be able to make its bones when it comes to the rebuilt project. This is a huge project, and we were talking about 400 communities. Just think about 15, 20 years ago when we had Mayor Street there, it was like, oh, we're going to close libraries, we're going to close rec centers. Now we have the opportunity to actually rebuild them. But we have to make sure that everyone does what they say that they're going to do. It's a great idea and concept, but now we have to actually bring this into fruition. That's Meaning follow is. the money, have it be more <clears throat> transparent, you're not sure that... You have to have all those elements. I mean, it's great to have the community meetings. That's wonderful. The One of the biggest concerns you heard from most residents is, like, okay, if this is coming in, we've often seen sales taxes come to the city for a short period of time that never go away. We've seen other types of things happen for a short time, and we don't see the benefits. Here's a real opportunity to actually say, let's make this happen. Does this discriminate, though, against people who really can't afford many options? It adds to the grocery bill, according to opponents mm -hmm. of people who are impoverished, uh, who just go to the corner bodega and grab whatever they can get and call that a grocery shop? Absolutely. They don't have the ability to go outside the city, although surprising numbers are resisting it. You can see by the decreasing revenue. Monica, I give credit to Jim Kenney, who I'm the biggest critic possible of, though. He showed progressives exactly the type of tactics to use. It's amazing what he's done. And one of the tactics, though, they have a Supreme Court. That's what concerns me the most. They were going to write this in. There's a thing called tax incidents, and that says in economic policy, who does the tax go on? It's a fiction that the tax is on the distributor. Anybody that's ever worked any kind of job anywhere knows that that tax is going to be passed on to the people Don, you're talking I, I, about. I, I, I can tell you it was a brilliant legal strategy. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and reading the opinion, I, and I agree with you, a big win for Mayor Kenny. Uh, the opinion is very, very strong. Uh, and uh, it, it, it was really preordained the way that right. the, the way the tax was written. Uh, was was anticipating three years down the road when this litigation was going to be resolved. Uh, Justice David Weck wrote a very strong dissent, in fact, quoting uh, Shakespeare, actually, uh, but it didn't carry the day. Uh, and uh, there is no other appeal that I can see. Uh, so I think the, the issue legally is finished. And you know, you know, Monica, when we were talking when Nia was t uh, actually, well, Nia and Dom were talking about, you know, the, 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 the actual pot of money here now. How's it going to be distributed? And also the impact on those communities that really can't afford it. Daryl Clark made the, the, the comment, the observation that the monies that are now, say, you know, now that they have in escrow should be targeted first at those communities 
that would be the you know hurt the most right. by this tax. But Jim's right as well. It was a masterful decision, and I mean, just from the perspective of an attorney looking at the way you know you craft an opinion and you craft a law, it really was exceptional. And now the only route, the only recourse the opponents have is to target the legislatures and mm. just basically mm -hmm. say, you know, get rid of the tax. It, it was also like brilliant it. too, though. I've never seen a union <laughs> demonized by other unions who get the payoff in this rebuild thing, the building trades. Right. Yeah. They don't come to the defense of this. And these guys making a middle class living delivering soda right. are suddenly soda barons as if it's opiates going up and down the boulevard. It was brilliant and he got away with it. But right. it is masterful the way that they crafted the law too because yeah. you know the Sterling Act does not allow dual taxation in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So they're not taxing the consumer two times. They're taxing, they made it as if they were taxing the distributor. Right. But I mean, come on, it, we're, it we're not along, idiots. We know that it gets passed a lot. All right, meantime, so that's a win for the mayor. However, a bruise on the mayor is past week with Jay-Z and the Made in America debacle. Apparently, the word went out to one part of the group organizing the concert that uh, it's not the best plan going forward to have them perform on the parkway, maybe have an indoor venue. Uh, Jay-Z says in his comment, he wrote an op-ed about it, he didn't get the word directly and he was offended that he's brought this great concert with international headlines being created in Philadelphia and didn't get the, he says, uh, the courtesy of a direct phone call and a little discussion about it, although uh, part of his group did get word. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that's going to end up? The, many residents in the Parkway area say, look, it's a disruption. It destroys mm -hmm. the grass and the parks and the neighborhoods. Uh, but a lot of folks would also say it brings, I can rattle off the numbers for you, countless millions, employs thousands of people uh, and does do a lot of good PR wise for the city. I think Jim Kenney maybe listened to the wrong people here and I'm loving the back and forth over this and they may come out with a policy of the parkway, what it can be used for. Mm -hmm. But the inquirer in their editorial on Friday, Monica says, did Kenny Starbucks Jay-Z. Mm. That's kind of hard to believe. Kenny's got to be looking at him saying, I'm Jim Kenny. You can never accuse me. And <laughs> they, they, they take the, the white uh, zip codes, 179%, 161% that abut the parkway. All true. Is it really about race or is it about you pay a lot to get into this versus the others that are free? And is it excessive, the number of these things? Well, it is one of the few minority-owned uh, mm -hmm. events in the country. Right. So some people would say it's race-based with a white mayor. Other people would say it's really not that. What do you I say, Nan? I put it on for race because, I mean, when you look at the acts that are there, yes, there are a lot of acts mm -hmm. of color, but for the most part, there are people, if you're listening to Spotify, if you're listening to Tidal, mm -hmm. it's youth-based more than anything. Mm -hmm. When you look right. at the crowds of kids that are there, you know, you might see some brown kids, but you're also going to see some white kids, some yeah. Asian kids. It's, so is it's it age-based discrimination? It's a youth thing. It's also a money thing. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, in that particular area, you're walling off a community that's been there for a long time. And you live in that area. I live in that area. But, you know, you also have a lot of newcomers who say, oh, I came here because it's it's discreet and it's this and it's that and it's elite, yada, yada. <laughs> and then suddenly, oh, there's massive people come and they don't like that. But there are some legitimate concerns. The whole velvet roping off on the parkway, a parkway that most of us look at as a public venue. Years ago, we had the Unity Festival that was on the parkway. It's everybody's Completely front yard, in free. effect. Absolutely. Right. And there are plenty of venues in the city where Belmont Plateau, we used to have the Budweiser Superfest mm -hmm. for years. There are other areas that you can right. have a great concert series. There are other venues that, that have been neglected 
uh, because frankly, the Parkway uh, is America's front porch and the yep. backdrop is fantastic sure, and sure. rowdy and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But there has to be a point where you say, do we have to have every single thing here? Right, Can't right. we have something at the plateau or down at Penn's Landing? But um, isn't this the wrong group to offend? I mean, they yeah, are bringing in $3.4 million in rent. They uh, literally it. have 85% of the partners who help with it are Philadelphia-based. Right. I mean, they're actually creating revenue. Yeah. The well, communications right. of it was poorly handled. I don't care how you look at this, whether Jay-Z didn't hear, whether the mm -hmm. mayor didn't know what this was badly the mayor's done office but it said, can be fixed the mayor's it office can be said fixed. when they put the rfp out for the concert which they do annually a couple of months ago there was language in there to say we may not want to put it here anymore. Do you think Jay-Z read the article? Well, yeah, that's on him. That's on him. He's too important. Uh, standing ovation for, for Nia when she said this particular mm. discreet incident is not about race. This is deflecting it from all of the other, you know, very practical concerns and considerations. I frankly probably am the only one at the table who supports Jay-Z in saying, whoa, you know, I mean, we, we brought you years and years and years of tourism and money and mm -hmm. what have you. So I, I, I do support him in that. Cannot believe I said that. However, it is not, I'm, I'm getting upset, you know, with his press release saying, um, you know, why would you diss this, 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 uh, the only minority culturally mm -hmm. owned kind of celebration. Injecting that into it sort of deflects attention away from why we really do have some, you know, you know, problems. And right. the mayor's office did issue a statement saying they're going to try to work it out. They apologize mm -hmm. for the miscommunication and they love, you know, having this He said, this we event. love Jay-Z, right. right. you know. But I think Kenny's on to something here. Credit two times in one show for him. <laughs> July 4th. Amazing. I, I, I was amazed that Michael Nutter uh, never uh, got how bad some of the acts were July. Nicki Minaj was right. maybe the pinnacle of this. Kenny has reined that in and I think is putting in good acts, doing stuff uh, on July 4th that's patriotic around yep. it. And I think this is part of it. He's managed, he has interest in it, and he sees it in a different way. All right, let's move on and talk about an update on the immigration fight. Do we need ICE? Is ICE out of date currently? Uh, what is the function as we look at it in Philadelphia in particular as a sanctuary city? Obviously, there were the arrests mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and now people are saying, look, the deadline's coming up August 31st. Do we need this thing to keep going, or have we reached a new place and we should rethink the whole ordeal? You're an immigration attorney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was up until 4 o'clock this morning uh, filing a motion to keep a guy here in the United States who has been here for 20 years, uh, came in illegally, has three U.S. citizen children. Those kids are the ones who are going to really suffer if he's deported. But so, I, so obviously I have a very strong bias here. My problem with PARS and my problem with the cooperation between the city and, and, and the, uh, the data that they're keeping is that ICE says that they do not go out deliberately to use this uh, data to target non-criminal aliens. Fair enough. They don't do it deliberately. But now with the zero tolerance policy and now with the new um, sort of like zeitgeist of Sessions uh, and in the Trump administration, they are now no longer prioritizing individuals. So if they go to a house and they find someone and, and they're looking for someone who's committed a crime because they've gotten that data from, from the city of Philadelphia. Which they're still required to share. Which they're still required right. to share, but they get that data, they can't find the person they're looking for, but they will then go and ask every single person in their house for your papers. They will then take those individuals in and they there has been an uptick in the arrest and that, and that, and that been undermines the whole point right. of, of, of the, the data right. sharing. So and we still really need ICE or we don't? Well, I mean, we need an immigration service. Um, and uh, ICE uh, is, you know, the, the latest version of what we used 
to call INS. Right. So um, right. We, the problem really doesn't come from the organization. It comes from the policy at the, of this administration, the implementation. which is driving uh, what is essentially an enforcement agency and, and making it do things like this that right. it doesn't have to do. Uh, so uh, I don't think the, the the solution is to eliminate ICE because you still need some kind of immigration uh, service. Right. The, the the real uh, uh, project is to change this administration, either get rid of it or change this policy, which has been far too aggressive. Which is not likely to happen for a yeah, while. How things are implemented. Yeah. I mean, we also have to realize this is not the same Philadelphia it was even 20 years ago. About one in ten people in the city were born outside the United States. This has a deep emotional ties for everyone here. More than anything, people just want to see fairness. No right. one wants to see criminals running the streets. No one wants to see that. But if you're saying, oh, well, you know, they're criminal because they broke an immigration law, you can fix that in other ways. Is it the most deadly thing? I don't know. Let's ask somebody from the Kremlin, with, you know, which one is a little bit better? I mean, when you decide what's the most important thing to go after, this is not the top of the heap for most people who live in the city of Philadelphia trying to make a living. Right. Plus, Monica, I'm, I mean, I don't want to be a, a bleeding heart, and I want to let Dom speak, too, but very, very quickly, there are so many hybrid families in the city of Philadelphia where you have citizen children, a citizen spouse, and then you have right. an undocumented, or you want to say illegal alien, fine. I don't care about the labels any longer. I care about the fallout <coughs> from this situation. And again, you know, I, I have three minor children, right? now who any day now may be without the only person the who is supporting them, the breadwinner, right. the emotional support. <clears throat> so we it's just need a little bit more common in, sense. Well, I, I would say the big picture too is uh, the shrewder national Democrats have backed away completely. Bernie Sanders never said to abolish ICE. He's smart. These others have been lured in by kind of a radical element. They're mm -hmm. on record saying to do that. And Mayor Kenny is the one that advocated the police coming in and removing people that were blocking the ICE offices. And I think he's in a very delicate negotiation. Right. If I had to bet, he probably will pull back from this agreement, try to script something else in. I don't know if the federal government will accept it. Fashion something but new. But it shows that there is a tough call here right. for everybody that's involved. All right, mm -hmm. speaking of the Kremlin, the backpedaling several times this week <laughs> by the president on his uh, the Russian election meddling issue. We won't go through the whole thing, but our local Pennsylvania senatorial candidate, Lou Barletta, says the president apologized. He accepts uh, that apology and says he believes Trump knows that the protection of the U.S. from threats outside the country is his one of his main jobs. So he's behind him and he's okay with it all. Where was the apology? Uh, yeah, where, uh, was where do you see <laughs> it? Did the president apologize <laughs> enough and should we move on? Is this a tempest in a teapot? Well, I think uh, it, it's a, he was able to move on, but he keeps on going back to it now with his second Putin visit here, right. and he gives Democrats an opportunity. But what's happened is the Democrats, I think, have overplayed this by talking about treason and stuff like that. And when they do, it allows him to not be focused on to be what is driving this whole thing with Putin. I don't think it's that he's a Russian agent or anything, the president, but I've had callers to my show defending Putin and saying he should have a good favorability rating. Just the question that was asked by Politico and others, Monica, right. do you have an unfavorable or favorable rating of Putin? <laughs> Tells me we're into an alien world here. Like right. All bets are off. Yes. Tom, it's not just Democrats. John yeah. McCain. Uh, Mitt Romney, right. uh, among others, came out and said, I think in McCain's case, this was the most despicable uh, uh, performance he's ever seen. And I thought with the president's quote, apology, clarification, what is, right. what is, is, what would, wouldn't mean, 
Uh, I happen to have watched that entire press conference, and it's that old saying, do you right. believe me or do you believe your lion eyes? <laughs> I watched that entire press conference, and it was unbelievable. But it was okay. despicable to say Last it was comment. all about the media, and it was the media that blew it out of proportion. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything. I don't know how many people at this table feel comfortable with having an ex-KGB officer in the Oval. Right, we've already had Kislyak and others in the Oval, and no one's sweeping for bugs. So I mean, do you sound? Do you look like the Manchurian candidate? Yes. If you're all concerned about optics, this is one you might want to look at. All right, we're going to take a break. More Inside Story coming your way right after this. Welcome back to Inside Story. New Jersey Governor Murphy got his budget, did not get the sales tax increase, but some folks say he hasn't given up. Uh, do you think it's in the offing, or should we let that one go for a while? Uh, I think he's probably going to stick with it. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he, needs, the, he yes. needs the revenue. And, uh, uh, you know, he's still relatively popular. He's only been in office six it's months. It's the honeymoon yeah. period, so, yeah. right? So, um, he's, and he uh, is running for president, uh, right. too. Right. So right. Uh, yeah. I, th I think he's going to take another run at it. All right. And that would, he's got some other taxes that he had some luck with. Residents who make $5 million plus are being taxed more so. Or corporate taxes have gone up. So you think he'll try to spread the love a little bit? Well, they want to uh, tax tap water next oh, in New great. Jersey. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Anything's possible. Why not? Air down the road. Yes. Meantime, uh, he is pushing the effort to stop smoking on mm -hmm. all beaches. A few townships already have individual policies in that regard, but now he wanted to make that statewide. You're shaking your head. Yes, you love that. I love it. I love it. I mean, I've been on the beach when, you know, the cigarette smoke is wafting in my direction because it's the, the and I mean, come on. You know, go, they, they, they're going to have this nice little segregated area, <laughs> you know, 15% of the beach where they can go and smoke and good for them and la di la di la but don't pollute my air and if I sound like, you know, Christine Moonflower <coughs> hippie over here. I am because I grew up with a father who smoked, who died of lung cancer. And I, I, I mean, my air is important to me. And right. I go to the beach, I don't want to smell your nicotine. I'd rather have it town by town, though. I kind of like that really? approach. The heavy smoker town in the Jersey Shore. I know it won't be Ocean City. They're, they're <laughs> not going to let you smoke. So yeah. right. They're yeah. going to call you up, Don, yeah. and say they're infringing upon my freedoms. I, yeah. I want to yeah. kill myself you know, right. now. And I want to help you kill yourself, too, with my Good question. I'm afraid to ask. All right, meantime, Pennsylvania lawmakers are working on um, sort of upgrading or updating some bills uh, and state laws. And one of them that they want to change is the gay transgender panic defense that still exists in the state. Apparently, years ago up until modern day uh, it could be a legitimate legal defense that maybe you acted in rage and perhaps even committed a heinous crime because you were afraid of the possibilities given the person's uh, gender uh, preferences tell me what you think of that bill it's a it, it should be passed uh, the defense is uh, outmoded uh, hasn't been used to my knowledge in, in some time but the fact that it's still in the books uh, is uh, is offensive, I think, and, and the bill should pass. It's just like mis miscegenation laws or anything else that codified discrimination. There's no cause for it in our society. Never was a cause for it. The fact that you can go state by state and find all these itty-bitty laws that need to be cleaned up is a great thing, but the other aspect that you have to balance that out is there's something else that's also really important that we need to focus on. Yes, let's get rid of this. I mean, there's no way that someone should be able to say, oh, because this person, you know, slept with or loved a different way that I had the right to kill them. That's just insane. And if you present it that way, most people would agree. It's and horrific that bigotry can be codified as a reason for self-defense. I mean, that's outrageous. No matter how you feel about LGBT issues in your own life, you should not be able to weaponize that and use that as a defense against hurting somebody else. It's been on the books for a long time, though, so it's in it's existence outrageous. currently.
State Senator Larry Farnese trying to get that off with Bill 613. All right, let's move on to Delaware, where some uh, protests by family members about uh, 39 African-American men, mostly, who've been charged with drug offenses, uh, now claim they've been unfairly treated because for many of them, this goes back to October, November. They haven't had a court appearance yet, and they say it's really just uh, a way to target the male African-American community unfairly. What's your reaction? Yeah, well, it would seem to be. Why have they not? What is the reason of the state? I haven't seen anything compelling, Monica, so I'm not sure why, other than backlogs like this happen, they're unfair, they're prejudicial. And they keep adding additional defendants, so right. it has expanded the case from 34 to 39 people mm -hmm. now. At first it was drug dealing, now there's also racketeering, tax evasion. The case seems like it's expanding, and maybe that's the delay. I don't want to, you know, pass judgment, but it's hard to know since we don't really know from the other side. The problem is once you get into the criminal justice system, right, wrong, or indifferent, you're ensnared. And those kinds of records, whether you have to get them expunged, if you're innocent, you're guilty, mm -hmm. whatever, the, you can get caught up in a maelstrom in a nightmare simply because of the color of your skin and where you happen to live. And that's the pro that's the real reason that people are, are upset behind this, because it's going to be a dragnet. Substitute any other population, say it was an Irish community, mm -hmm. say it was an ethnic Russian community, how would you feel about this? So it shouldn't be a matter of, oh, they must be criminals because they live here. That's not always the case. And it is uh, really messing up the rule of law and really protecting citizens' rights. This is not it. And do you believe the color of the skin is a factor here. The families say yes, and they've stopped. Uh, it's called Stop Abuse of the System, a program that they're trying to get through to finally get this moving because many of these are the wage earners of so the family. So far, the evidence has not uh, shown, been shown on the state side that it's not. I think the burden of proof really right now is on the state. All right. We're going to take a break. Inside Stories of the Week coming your way when we come right back. Stick around. 6ABC's Inside Story is presented by Temple University. Time for Inside Stories of the Week, and let's start with Dom. Monica, student loan debt, people know about that. They should buy now $1.4 trillion in debt. Mm. It is such a cultural phenomenon, talked about among millennials and others. True TV now has a game show where if you win and how much you win, they'll pay off your student loan debt. But along the way, they joke about it in sort of a dark humor way. Mm. And this is really something that's strangling. It's not funny. You would think by now this would end and we wouldn't have as much of a problem. We'd figure it out. Thank you, Nia. We spent a little time earlier talking about immigration. Well, there's a wonderful um, issue that's going on right now, Project Corazon, when you have large law firms across the country and some right here in Philadelphia where they are deploying some of their top attorneys out to going to the border and to helping out families who have been separated behind these draconian immigration policies of this current administration. So heads up and a thank you to all those attorneys. No matter when people say you're bloodsuckers, what have you, we know truly you have a heart. All right, Christine. Thanks, Nia. I know some of those people, they're great people. Um, Monica, we have an opioid crisis, that's not a surprise, and we talk about the toll on the individuals who are, who are the actual substance abusers, the addicts, but we don't focus on the collateral damage and the hidden victims, like a little 11-month-old boy who died of cardiac arrest when his mother breastfed him with milk that was infected with the methamphetamines that she was taking because of her opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. We need to look at all of the victims. All right, Jim. Monica, read this week about a woman by the name of Susan Gaffney who was running for Congress from the great state of Alaska. Problem is she's never lived in Alaska. She's never even visited Alaska. <laughs> and she doesn't really have much of a fixed address. Her campaign is virtually online. And apparently this is perfectly legal. 
So I think once this gets out to politicians, you'll see a lot of people saying, geez, I'd like to live in Palm Beach. I'll run for Congress, and only I'll have to move there if I win. Mm, interesting. All right, that's Inside Story for this week. Thanks to our insiders for being here and for your time and your thoughts. Thanks so much to you for watching. Hope you have a great week ahead, and we will see you right back here, all in the same places, next Sunday morning.